0: Proverbs, take our Bibles and turn to Proverbs, Proverbs chapter number 14, and we're going to read one verse, so my message tonight will just be from this one verse. Uh, you said we read Galatians uh, for our reading, yeah, I just wanted to test Curtis's English, and uh, but we will not be in Galatians, We've, we'll just mention it at the end, but uh, um Proverbs chapter 14 is where we'll be. And uh, we're going to read in just a moment verse four and try to uh, just, I hope get some things that might help us. Uh, one of the things that we are blessed with with having the Bible is that uh, we are not just given uh, eternal truths, we are given those, and there, there are many of them in the Bible. Uh, but we're not just given truths that maybe uh, pertain uh, to our salvation. They're, they're certainly there. That's all through the Bible. Uh, there are scriptures about heaven. There are scriptures about unseen, eternal things. Uh, all of that is there. But also in the Word of God, we have uh, principles that God has given us specifically to help us in our life now. And uh, so God has put some things in the Word of God that he, just, he is trying to equip us in how we live in the world that we find ourselves in. Now, the good thing is that uh, one of the great things I've often said about the Lord is is that he understands the condition of the world that we live in. So it wasn't like God wrote a manual for living life before the fall of man. So that after the fall, we might look at that manual and say, well, it's not like that now. Everything's changed. Sin is in the world. Uh, You know, it's one thing to give us all of that uh, before the fall, but the consequences of the fall were that people sinned, the world changed, Everything changed, but God, knowing that and understanding the environment, do you understand that point? Understanding the environment that we are presently in, has given us principles in the Word of God that work for living life today. You understand what I'm saying? They're, they're not. they not. It's, it, it will work in an environment where God says, "I need. I know you need to coexist with sinful people." Uh, I, I know that even when you give your thousand percent best, it will still fall short of perfection, because because it doesn't matter uh, how good you are, you're never perfect. It doesn't it doesn't matter how much determination you have that something will be perfect. Uh, you can immediately you get into it, and, and and people get it. It will not be perfect. Everything changed after the fall, and so. Uh, God has given us principles <coughs> Excuse me, that tell us how to live and how we're supposed to think about things here. And uh, this is one of the things that Thai people really, really enjoy. They, they love the wisdom of the Word of God. And when they, scriptures like this, in fact, Joe preached this this morning. Now, I, I didn't take his notes, but he and I had had a discussion about this a few weeks ago and I guess God just laid it on his heart. But when I asked some people this morning, what did he preach on? They said, oh, he, he preached on uh, Proverbs 14.4. And they were really blessed because of the principles here. Now, I probably won't do it as well as he does. But there, there, is, there is some principles here. And I'm glad for them. Uh, look, if you were raised in a family where you had a mum and dad who gave you good instruction for life, you are blessed. Uh, but I, I didn't get a lot of that. I, I, I didn't. I don't remember... In fact, I only remember my dad giving me one principle for life. And uh, it was when I was getting picked on at school and, uh, and I was telling my dad that these gang of kids had, would, would meet me after school and, and would always want to beat me up. And uh, my dad said, I'll tell you what to do. And this was, his, this, was his, this was his piece of advice for life, all right? It came one time. And he said, I'll tell you what to do. He said, when they come around you like that again... He said, you pick the biggest kid in the group and you go straight up and you smack him in the nose as hard as you can. And I was like, really? And he said, and, and if you do that, that'll fix it. And so I followed that advice and they beat me to a pulp. Uh, every, every, every other kid jumped on me. They were highly offended. at my, And so that didn't really work. But, that, but, but the Bible, thankfully has good advice uh, for living life uh, for for all of us. And, uh, you know, I thank God for that. So verse 4 of Proverbs uh, chapter number 14, and then we'll try to gain some application for what this might mean for us. It says, Where no oxen are, the crib is clean, but much increase is by the strength of the ox. Now, when I uh, say that tonight, and probably many of you have read this before, when we read a verse like that, we have to stop and we have to try to put it in context of, well, what would that mean? Do you understand? Uh, If I had a show of hands, how many people tonight uh, have an ox at home? Uh, There will not be many hands go up. If I did that in Thailand... How many people tonight have an oxen at home? 80% of the hands will go up. Seriously. This, they still, that's still a practicality of their life. So when we read it, we have to kind of, uh, mm, what, 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 what does that mean? What does it mean that where no oxen are, the crib is clean? What does that mean? Well, if you ask anyone who has an ox, they will know what that means. Because they are the people, I, I, when I was a boy... Uh, a couple of times we lived near Hendra uh, and Hendra had a couple of race courses and my family used to, used to like you know, horse racing and uh, so uh, we, we lived near the stables. And so I went to Hendra State School uh, in year one and uh, I used to walk past the horse stables but if you lived around stables, it was a common sight to see the boys in there uh, cleaning out the stables and uh, they're cleaning out the, the, the manure, they're cleaning out uh, fr- after the horses because if you keep them in there, that, that's just what happens so it's a daily job that you have to go in and clean up after after the animal if you want the animal, you've got to clean up after it, so so to someone in Bible times to read this or, or to say, oh mm, right, yeah yeah, that's right, when you, when you have an ox like that and you keep them, sure, yeah, it gets messy, you always have to go in all the time and, and you know, it can be a little bit smelly and it can be messy and, and you've got to clean up. And so where, where no oxen have, the crib is clean. So the thought, well, well, hey, if you don't want to clean up after the animal, if you never want to have to go in and, and, and do that, if you just want to say, well... Well, uh, you know, I don't like doing that job. Well, you can get rid of your ox. You can get rid of your ox. And, and then if you get rid of your ox, your crib or your stable or your pen, it'll be clean. You, you, you won't have to worry about that anymore. But the problem with that is, is that the Bible says much increase is by the strength of the ox. And so, so, so here's, here's a great principle of life. Uh, if if you're going to have an ox that is going to give you much increase you're going to gain from having this thing uh, by having this thing you will be better than you were without having it you'll be able to achieve more well if you if you if you have an ox and you farm you'll get a greater yield you'll get you'll get more back because you can you can plow more ground and and uh, the labor that a man would take would be, would be a long time. But hook a plow up to an ox or oxen, a group, and uh, you can do so much more. Remember when uh, Elisha was called of God, when the mantle of Elijah was put on his shoulders, what was he doing? He was out there plowing with a team of oxen. So, so if, you, if you have an ox, you're going to gain so much more in life. You'll be better than you are you'll be able to do more than you could do without one. Uh, that's, that's the thought. There is, there is uh, much increase is by the strength of the ox. But what comes with that is you have to understand that you've got to put up with some other things as well. All right? So what, what comes as part of that packet is that, is that if you want increase... If you want to go further, if you want to be better, if you want to have more blessing, uh, if you want to have more than you could have had on your own, uh, then having an ox is a good idea, but you have to also understand part of that is that you have to accept the other parts that you don't particularly like. You have to accept if you want all the rest, if you want the benefit of the ox, if you want the benefit of that then uh, it will require that your crib will sometimes not be clean and you'll have to clean it out. Is that making sense? Yes. All right, so, so here's our thought. Number one, the problem today is that people are looking for oxes without dirty cribs. So, so today, what people want, they want the ox. or well more what they want is the increase the ox brings to them. They want the benefit uh, but what they don't want, they don't want to have to put up with anything problematic, with anything negative, with anything hard. They just want one part of that. They, they want to have an ox that doesn't make a mess. But there, there are no oxen that you don't have to clean the crib. Uh, years ago, I read that somebody was trying to uh, genetically produce chickens that had no feathers and the idea was that nobody wants to pluck the feathers of the chickens. I, I remember the first time I ever killed a chicken on my own and it was years ago and uh, Suzanne and I were living in Tasmania and uh, we had all these chickens, we just inherited them so we moved to this little property, little, little very scenic uh, it bordered a national park, there was lots of wildlife, kangaroos all the time, uh, all around the house, I mean like two metres away and, and uh, there was Tasmanian devils and quolls and all sorts of things were there but also when we got that little piece of land, the owner left us with about 30 chickens. Well, so we have the chickens and they were just there and I'm thinking, well okay, we're farmers now, you know, Suzanne and I, we're farmers. Well, so the Brackenridge boy is now, is now a farmer. And uh, we've got 30 chickens. And so one day I think it's time to rise up and be a true farmer and slaughter my own chicken. <laughs> and so I say to Suzanne, I said, now, honey, I think we have these chickens. And, uh, you know, we're spending money buying chickens. But what we, what we need to do, we, we should just kill our own. They'll be really fresh and all of that. Uh, and, uh, but I said, I don't want to pluck it. I said, I don't want to sit there. I'd, I'd seen other people do it, and I didn't want to do it. I said, I don't want to. I said, so I'll make you a deal. I said, I kill it, and you pluck it. And uh, she, she agreed to that. But when I came to, to killing it, I thought, I just, I didn't want to do the chase it round, catch it, and hit it with an, you know, I just didn't want to do it. So I had a 22 rifle in the home, <laughs> and I got the gun, and I went out, it's a true story, I went out with my wife. Now, be, be glad, we had a shotgun as well. I didn't use that, all right? But, but I, I took the 22 rifle and we went out and the chicken did not suspect a thing. Uh, it was going to be swift and decisive. And uh, so I lined him up in the scope of the, uh, of the gun uh, from a distance and uh, we, I took out a chicken, but I gave the job to Suzanne of having to pluck it, gut it, clean it, all of that. And it took a long time. And then when we did all that... Uh, we put it in a, this has nothing to do with the message, we put it in a <laughs> pot and uh, we put the chicken in a pot and we began to cook it in the pot. Well, the water went yellow, sort of yellowy, the water went yellow, the flesh of the chicken looked sort of yellowish. Well, I'd never seen one like that. None of the store chickens look like that. And so I said to Suzanne, it's off, we'll have to kill another one. <laughs> and, uh, and anyway, we decided we weren't going to go through it all again and we threw the whole thing out. And then we called her mother up uh, and said, you know, we had this chicken, but it was yellow. She said, that's the colour they're supposed to be. That's, that's fresh. That's, that's, that's what you get. But we were only used to the bleach chickens that you, you got at the supermarket. Well, someone decided years ago they were going to try to uh, genetically breed a chicken that had no feathers. Could you imagine? The idea was that farmers would, you know, you could breed thousands of chickens and you'd never have to pluck one. And that's kind of how people look at life. They 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 want they want the benefit, but they don't want the other side of it. They 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 want they want the blessing. They want gain, but they don't want any cost. Uh, they 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 kind of aspire to. Uh, listen carefully. They aspire to uh, a utopia in life, where there's just happiness, happiness, happiness. And uh, you, don't, you don't have to, there's no problems, you don't have to worry. They want, they want an ox that doesn't mess up. They want the increase of the ox, but they don't want to have to clean up after the ox. And I'm simply saying that we have to understand that there is nothing in life that is that way. That everything in this life, there is no entity that you can think of in this life, actually in its present... Or because of its genetic line, meaning where it comes from, and we're all fallen sons of Adam. There's no, there's nothing here that exists in a perfect format. There's nothing. All right. So, so, so you, here's here's your decision. Do I do I keep the ox and all that it brings me, and all I get from that, and all the blessing and all the increase, uh, and just you know, put up with the crib being not clean or do I get rid of the ox? But if you're looking for a, 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 an entity, and what do you mean? Well, I'm going to illuminate further. Family, marriage, a local church. If you're looking for something here that you will get great gain from but there will be no, no cost, nothing you have to worry about, you won't, you're not going to find it here. It does not exist on earth. Now, in heaven it will exist, but it doesn't exist here, all right? You're not going to get, a, going to get an ox uh, and, a, and, and a crib that doesn't need to be cleaned anywhere here, all right? Now, when the Lord came to us, when, when God was going to give us our Saviour, uh, He had to bypass us uh, by, by having Christ come of a virgin birth. Because if He had not come by virgin birth, He would have inherited all the sin and corruption that, that we pass down, that is just part of us. You understand that? Theologically, when men fell, sin came into the world, the world is corrupt. The creation groans in travail. Uh, people, no matter no matter what they are, cannot be perfect. And so so you have to understand that, that you're not going to find something that 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 that, that you get gain from, but there's no cost. Okay, so if you're going to keep the ox, and my recommendation is keep the ox, because you get a lot of benefit from that, then you have to understand that you'll have a crib that gets dirty sometimes. All right, The church, the local church, is not always a clean crib. And I don't mean that in terms of redemption or anything like that. I just mean it, you, you, you can't ever say that a local church... Uh, will never have anything that you don't have to adjust to or deal with. okay? But there's much increase by being in a local church. You won't find a church anywhere that that, that there's not a little bit of knocking of heads. You won't find a church, and I've seen them all over the world, in any country. You won't find a church anywhere. I remember I was preaching once in Thailand, and years ago I was preaching beside a pastor. I was preaching, he was translating, I was preaching to his church. And I was standing there, I had the mic, he was standing, I had the mic, and I said, I was teaching on just just uh, relationships and such, I said, every church uh, has problems. And he was doing really good with the translating, and I came to that part. I said, I stood here. I said, every church has problems. And I was expecting him to say, Tuk mi penha. but he didn't say that. He went, he looked at me, and, and I went... Every church has problems. And he said, uh, every church? And the people were watching us and I'm going, yeah, yeah, every church. And uh, he was like, uh, should I even say that? It was only months after that, that that he found that that regrettably played itself out in a practical way. There isn't a church anywhere where there won't be some adjustment. Some, some something something that that maybe you don't like. Oh, what do you mean? I mean, a bit like having an ox, but just having to clean the stables. You, you'll, you'll just have that. There isn't a church anywhere that you won't have some, but but think about there's much increase by the local church. The local church is greatly beneficial to our Christian life. And uh, here I it's Sunday night, you're here, I'm here. Uh, so you know that already, but but the local church is not a clean crib, nobody's saying that. Uh, a marriage is not a clean crib. What do you mean? A marriage will do many things for you. Uh, they're, they're good, God gave them and uh, and uh, it's beneficial and you'll be better uh, because of it and you'll be stronger because of it and, uh, and uh, you'll mature more and you'll gain more and In marriage, we see that when two people marry, as God intended, when two people marry, the natural result of a marriage is what? It's fruitfulness. The natural result of of union in marriage is that it produces fruitfulness. And that's the way that that's supposed to work. That's the God-ordained pattern for how children are supposed to come into the world. It's also a picture that when we join ourselves with the Lord... Uh, when we get in union with Christ, there is fruitfulness. When we become branches on his vine, there is fruitfulness. But there isn't a marriage anywhere, any place, uh, that, that, that will not have uh, some, is, is problem too strong, some adjustment, uh, some, uh, some, some things you have to get used to, uh, just that it won't be everything perfectly the way you want it to be. And, uh, and you say, well, I understand that. Yeah, but would you agree that a lot of people, they don't want that? They have in their mind, they're looking for an ox without a dirty crib. All right? They, they, they just want to have it both ways. I don't want to have to clean up after the ox, but I want to have all the increase that the ox. And there isn't anything, there isn't anything like that. By the way, in the Bible, the pastor is likened to an ox. And, uh, and uh, we, you know, we've got a good and godly pastor. Thank God for our pastor. But I'll just tell you that, that, that you know, start with me. But, but every pastor everywhere, there's, there's no perfect pastor either. And I've never met a pastor who would try to tell you there's a perfect pastor. They're, they're, they're the first to admit it. They understand that. But hang on, yet there's much increase comes to us by having a good and godly pastor. Uh, better. Better. That if occasionally we just have to clean the crib, we do that. We don't want to lose the ox and, and all that it gives us and all the benefit of that. I'm not just saying the pastor. I'm saying in the marriage, in the local church, in, in anything that we do for God. We don't want to lose all the fruitfulness and the blessing because we complain we have to clean up after the ox. Better to just clean it. So what, so what, what, what do you do? You, you keep the ox and clean the crib. Just Just keep the ox. Number two is this. You know we have to keep a positive perspective mentally about the ox, all right. So 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 you know, you you don't want to get a distorted view about the value of your ox because you have to clean the crib. Okay. So 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 you know, <laughs> this is hard in in Albany Creek. We, we we this whole thing of oxes and it's not really what we typically do. But picture you're the boy who every day, or you're, you're, the, you're the farmer, every day you go there and, and you just cleaned it yesterday. And, uh, and, you know, he's trodden in this. And you have to do this. You know, you know, if you're not careful, when you start thinking about an ox, you'll start thinking about that. When someone says about the ox, in your mind will be, oh, yeah, I hate that. All right, now there's a danger in that. Because, because you're losing perspective about the whole thing. Okay, remember why you have the ox? Okay, you, 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 you have the ox because the ox can do things for you that you could not do on your own. Remember, that's why you have the ox. Okay, remember, remember you have the ox and in having that ox, uh, you've been able to produce so much more on your farm that you would not have been able to do without that ox but but if you don't keep your perspective right and you only see this uh, then you will start thinking of the oxes are negative all right now now put that in any context of anything if you if you're only focusing on the problem if you're only focusing if that's all you see okay now you're forgetting that there's much more to this than just that so you've got it you've got to be careful in, in your thinking you you You've got, you've got to be careful that, that if you're going to look at a dirty stable, in Thailand, by the way, all the homes, particularly our country that we visit, they all do have uh, ox. they have buffaloes. But this, the principle, it's the same sort of thing. They use them uh, to plough the fields. Uh, they, they, they use them in daily life. Uh, they're, they're sort of attached to the culture for, you know, I don't know how long, a long, 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 long time. Uh, And uh, and, uh, they do, they they mess up up the stable. Now, now in Thailand, they use their oxen or their buffaloes, help them in the fields to be able to sow more rice and and churn up the ground. And they get a higher productivity, a higher yield through being able to have that. Now, it's being replaced by tractors, but but pre-tractors, that that was it. That's, That's what most people had to do. All right, so so in Thailand you 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 get rice because of the benefit of that thing. But hang on, you have to clean up what's there. All right, but God is just saying, okay, just weigh it up, just just understand that 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 yes, you, you know, if you want a clean crib, you can have that, but then you have to forfeit the increase of that. So in keeping your perspective right about these things, instead of. Instead of just focusing on... the in, in, in Thailand, they store their rice up one level, I guess, to keep the mice out. But uh, they always have a room up on stilts with a little tiny door, and it's full of rice. And that's where they keep their rice. And, uh, and it's there. If you, you go into a home, go to Joe's, you go to anybody's, they'll be, the, they'll be where the buffalo are. And then just over here will be the, the, the little house, the shed. It's made of wood, typically, where all the rice is kept, all right? So here's what you have to do, is not just make all your focus on this, where you start thinking it's just this. So for every time you look at what you're cleaning up, you need to look three times at the rice that's up there. Sure. Yep. That's the balance. For every time that you, you, you complain about mm, this, you need to remember that. Yep. Ah, mm, but I get all that. All right, and that's that's what's being said here. That you don't you don't you don't distort the perspective on on wanting things that that, that you think, well I don't want to pay a cost. I, I don't wanna have to do that. I, I I don't I don't wanna have to put up with anything. I just I want all that. I want the blessing, I want the increase, but I don't want the other, then you're on the wrong earth. All right, Because this one is already sin-stained and, and, and you, you're going to have to work. You know, I, just, I just want to be in a church where everybody's just perfect. Well, well you know, pray for the rapture quickly because <laughs> here you're going to have trouble finding that. You really will. Well, I just want to be in a marriage where it's all my way. Well, you know, I don't know anyone who has one like that. Uh, every marriage you know there's some adjustment there's some acceptance for every person there'll be there'll be strengths but there'll be some other things as well and that's just part of maturity to to be able to look at people and look at institutions and and look at things and say look sure 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 that's there but listen that's there look 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 what we have Look, look what we've gained. You know, we lose our way when you focus on the mess in the stable instead of focusing on all the increase that has come to you through that ox. Number three is this, that we should evaluate something by its blessings and not by its problems. In other words, we should, we should, we should look at something and say, well, what's, what's the blessing of this? Now, you'll often hear people complain about the problems and, and many times when they do that, they, their perspective, as we said earlier, becomes distorted. And all they see is the problems and they're not realising the blessings. You know, we, we, look, we live in Australia. We, we, have, we have, I think, my opinion, we have the best living situation. If you're going to do life somewhere on the ball, we have the best living situation anywhere in the world. We really do. Now, you can, you, can, you, can, you can talk about the problems in Australia. Okay. Uh, I'm not in denial that, that, that there's some manure in the crib. I'm not in denial about that. But I just want to balance that with all that I've also gained. I, I don't want to have a distorted perspective about things. I want, I want to say, well, yeah, there's some of that. But listen, I'd rather have that and gain all this then do not worry about that and I lose everything. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, we, 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 we need to keep it right. So we need to evaluate things based on their blessings. We need to think about our church. Well, well, what's 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 you listen? There are two ways you can look at any local church. You can look at the local church uh, by focusing on the problems in the local church. And I don't think we have a lot, but 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 they're everywhere. Uh, or you can look at the local church and say, uh, what a blessing! look at all that has come to me through here uh, there, there are people here who got saved in a local church. I got saved in a lo- local church. they were you know meeting on a mountain, but I got saved there uh, i 've I've grown so much in the local church I'm, I met my wife in the local church uh, I, I was called to preach. Uh, I was ordained in a local church. The local church has been good to me. I love the local church it 's not hard for me to uh, to uh, talk about the local church, it's not—it's not spin for me. It's reality. It's a blessing. I come here when no one's here. I like it. I, I love the local church. Well, you think it's problem-free? No, I don't think it's problem-free. No, it'll never be that way as long as personalities are around. But I tell you what—I'm not going to focus on this when there's just so much of that. Just so much of that. I'm not in denial, but I want to thank God for for all. For all that's there, so don't evaluate something by its blessings, not by its problems. Don't be dismissive of a blessing because of a problem, but do be dismissive of problems because of a blessing. All right. So, so don't be dismissive of a of a blessing because there's a problem. Don't 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 miss the blessing the ox is because of that. Okay, don't 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 do that. That would be really foolish to say, but like, well, you know, the problem, the problem with oxen is, you know, they dirty the crib. Well, would you prefer to not eat? I mean, I mean, well, but but, but you know, they, they, you got to clean up after them. Well, well, how did that come? How did how did, how did you get that? So so be careful with perspective. Be, be careful that you don't be dismissive of, uh, of uh, marriage and begin to devalue your marriage or to think less of it because you have, you know, some problem. Everybody has them. They're, uh, they're, they're everywhere. Everybody has that. But you think about the blessing. You think about all you have. Uh, but you might want to minimise a problem uh, with a blessing. So, so you have a problem. Maybe that problem is not so big when you think about what else you're gaining. That's what I'm trying to say. Maybe the problem that seems to be a big thing is not really a big thing when you compare it with all the blessing that, that, that that's giving you. So, so, so that's what God is saying here. Where no oxen are, the crib is clean. But much increase is by the strength of the ox. It's a principle for life, where the Lord is, is truthfully telling us, yeah, you get both. You you get both. Sure, you've got to clean the crib, but you will gain a lot. You will gain a lot from that. There isn't anything anywhere, any institution, any country, any family, any marriage, any local church, anything down here that just has it both ways. Where it's all just great and you don't have to clean the crib. That's not true. That's what people are aspiring to, but it's not that way. And then number 4 crib cleaning should be done daily. Yeah. Meaning you know just just keep short accounts. If, if 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 there's a if there's a you know if there's a mess in the crib with the ox just clean it up. Just just deal with it there and then it's done. You took care of it. Your focus is on the blessing not on that. But listen, if you don't sort of clean it up and take care of things, these problems build up. And then what happens is you start looking at something and you say, "This is overwhelming. This is this is too big. This is boy, this is just you know. If you just took care of that daily, I mean, in relationships, in just in just keeping a, a good a good perspective about about our church, keeping a good perspective about those who serve the Lord, and just uh, if there's you know that just just take care of it if you need to. Don't let the manure build up. You know, if you do, you'll only see that." And once that builds up, here's what will happen. You'll have a distorted view about your ox. And you'll forget, look, that thing gives me a lot of blessings. You'll just see the other. So you fix that by just taking care of it. And uh, in your marriage and and anything else, perspective will help us a great deal. And then uh, number five, as we uh, finish and and we'll go home, is that uh, God recognises the conflicts of life that we all face. What do you mean? I mean just the that, just that, look, I, this, there's two sides to this, yeah, the ox, hmm, but that, yep, true, but, but that, well, true, and that's life, and, and God understands, there, just, there are a lot of things in life that, that are that way. Now, there are people who will tell you that somewhere out there, uh, you will find an ox that doesn't mess up the crib. You know, they'll tell you, oh, it's out there somewhere. It's out there. That, 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 that perfect marriage is out there somewhere. That perfect church is out there somewhere. Uh, that perfect whatever is out there. You can have it both ways. You can have all the increase and you don't have to worry about that. That's not true. God understands in this life, look, there's just there is a certain element of conflict in life. And, 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 you know, theologically, just, it all has to do with the fall and where we find ourselves. And it's not going to be fixed. This, 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 there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And this is all going to be done away with because it's not salvageable. It, it, you can't bring this back to perfection. It can't come back. So the Lord understands that. You, you look at the example of Paul's thorn. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a scriptural example of that conflict in life. So Paul said, I have a thorn. Uh, he said it was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet me. Well, that's all negative, negative, negative. You know, I prayed for God to take it away and he didn't. But what I got instead was he gave me grace and, and I had more power. And that's, that's one of those, pa- that's, that's it. That's a picture of those life things like that where, where what we'd all say is, look, give me, the, give me increased grace and give me increased power. But don't give me a thorn. Well, no, that, that see, they sort of go together. Those, they, down here, there's just a lot of that. But what the Lord does, He just gives us the principles about what we should do, He lays it out for us. And I love this. God will tell you how to do life, God, God will tell you how to look at things, how to keep a right perspective about things. And, and we've got to allow ourselves to be permeated by the Word of God and the spirit of God because we can't trust our own perspectives on things because our feelings might be leading us or something else so we have got just going to say God show me how to have a right view with that and uh, and just show me what I'm supposed to do uh, with this I've got the ox it does mess up the crib but I get a lot of strength from the ox and I I think the Lord understands that you know I'll finish with just a I guess uh, I was just thinking as I, as I finished. I noticed the flags have gone, by the way, tonight. They were here this morning. and In a moment, we're all going to close our eyes and whoever took them, if you just bring them <laughs> and put them back. I remember doing that at school. Uh, someone would steal a rubber. So our teacher's solution was, okay, I want everyone to close their eyes and whoever stole that rubber just to, just to bring it up the front. But no one ever, no one ever did it. Uh, look, what, what what do we do? What do we do? In 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 life where you have oxen that make a mess and yet you gain a lot from having them, how do you what, what do you what do you do? Well, that's 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 life here. Here's what you do. You just try to work the works of God while you're here. That's what Jesus said. In John nine verse four and five, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world. I'm the light of the world. Jesus said, right now, while I'm here, look, I just need to work the works of God. And, and that's what I would say to us. Look, th- there is no utopia here. There is, there is no, no entirely problem-free area you can escape to. So what do you do? What do you do just with all this, these sort of things in life? And what do you what do? You do? You put your focus on just working for the Lord. It isn't perfect, but pastor, there's probably, yeah, I know, it's not perfect down here. And maybe you're not in a perfect marriage. You say, oh, that's an understatement. Maybe, maybe, maybe you've got some struggles. Uh, maybe, maybe it's hard, family. Maybe some difficult things with family. Maybe some things in church are not easy for you. What should you do? Just focus while you're here in the short time you have, work the works of God. Do what you can do for the Lord. That's what God would ask you to do. God understands you can't fix everything. God understands you're not in control of all the factors. God understands that in life sometimes there are these conflicting moments. But just work the works of God. Use your time while you can to work the works of God. And I know it sounds a little bit kumbaya, but you know, Jesus said, I'm a light in the world. While you're here, just be a light in the darkness wherever you are. And uh, and I believe if we just focus on that, I, 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 you know, I've learned. I I wish I was better in the ministry than I am. I wish I was a better person than I am. I I wish I was a better husband. I wish I was a better father. I wish I was a better pastor. I wish I was a better missionary. I wish I was a better friend. There's a lot of things that I, I, I wish I could I could I could just be better. Uh, but 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 you know there are some place, there's a place in life where you've just got to get on and serve God with your frailties and with the conflicts of life, uh, with the ox that will make a mess sometimes, just work through it, clean the crib, that's life down here and just get on with serving the Lord. That's what I believe we ought to do. Let's have a word of prayer and then uh, we'll have a, a closing song, any song? Uh, we'll just take a moment to pray. Father, please, uh, again, as we bow now, Lord, would you just uh, bless the word of God, Lord, uh, above uh, anything that I've uh, tried to say, Lord. I, I pray that the truth of this scripture uh, would take hold in our hearts, and I pray the Holy Spirit would illuminate our understanding about it and help us to, to, to have a right perspective, help us to... to to be thankful, Lord, for the blessings and uh, not complaining of the the hardships that we have. Uh, Thank you for our church. Thank you for our pastor. Bless him tonight, Lord. Uh, Thank you that he was a blessing to others this morning. Bless Cassie, bless the children. Uh, Bless uh, uh, Daryl and Trish, uh, be, be in their home and be comfort. Please strengthen the church. Help us to do our best in the days that you give us to serve you. And uh, just to have grace to be able to bear the things that we maybe would like to change but cannot. God, give us grace for that. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.